Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series in the book of James with this message entitled, Receiving the Word, preached July the 14th, 2013. James 1, 19-21 We are preaching through the book of James. It is especially a practical book. It tells us how we should live. Receiving the word. James, the Lord's brother, told us that from our good God comes not evil, but every good and perfect gift. Above all, God gave us regeneration. The life of God in the soul of man by the word of truth. God has given us divine nature. He has given us a new heart. Not the old rebellious stony heart. He has given us a heart of flesh, a heart that obeys God. Therefore, we think God's thoughts, we will God's will, and we love righteousness and hate wickedness. James also tells us, we who are born again, by the word of God, must grow up and mature by receiving that implanted word at our regeneration. If we are born of God, let us manifest that life in our daily living. We are to be governed by the word of God. And Jesus said, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. John 15 verse 10 says, if you obey my commands, you will remain in my love just as I have obeyed my father's commands and remain in his life. We are always trying to circumvent obedience. That is antinomianism. That's not Christianity. If we are born of God, we will obey God. So first, knowledge of God. So James exhorts his beloved brothers of God's holy family to know to know what God says to know doctrine to know the word of God Christians cannot afford to be ignorant of God's ways we are to hear and do the will of God so in James chapter 1 verse 19 God commands us to know And he commands us to become 
a certain kind of people a people of discipline so we look at discipline quick to hear sir every man must be quick to hear that is every believer must be quick to hear the word of God the emphasis is on listening and learning to receive wisdom to receive wisdom we are to be under authority and listen to somebody who is above us we must turn off all distractions we must focus with total discipline we must listen to learn from parents pastors teachers and all superiors we must also listen to our equals and those below us we must listen to our spouses and children we must listen to our neighbors we must learn to say with samuel speak lord your servant is listening jesus listened and isaiah says about him in isaiah 50 verse 4 and 5 the sovereign lord has given me an instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary he wakens me morning by morning wakens my ear to listen like one being taught the sovereign lord has opened my ears and i have not been rebellious those who listen are those who respect others if you don't respect anybody you don't listen to anybody your parents should have taught you to respect listening is a skill difficult for some people to master eli's children refused to listen to the word of god and they were killed first samuel 2:25 if a man sins against another man god may mediate for him but if if a man sins against the lord who will intercede for him his sons however did not listen to their father's rebuke for it was the lord's will to put them to death we must listen to the word of god as we read the bible in daily devotion we must listen to god we must prepare our hearts to listen to the minister as he preaches the word of god and you prepare your hearts throughout the week so when you come you are listening because through the preacher god himself is speaking to us we must prepare our hearts to listen to the minister 
We must resist the distractions of the devil. As we listen to the word of God, we are storing up good things. That is wisdom in our hearts. Jesus said the good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. A disciple says, I don't know. I don't know much. That's what a disciple says. A student says that. I don't know much. My teacher knows. I am eager to learn. So I listen to my teacher. So I close my mouth and open my two eyes, my two ears, and my heart. I want to be like Mary who sat at the feet of Jesus and heard the gospel. Martha was distracted. We learn of Eutychus in Acts 20. He was asleep in the church. He failed to listen. He fell down to his death. Friends, let us be quick to listen and live. Without listening to the ministers, we cannot grow up to maturity. So St. Paul says in Ephesians 4, It was he, the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up. Then we will no longer be what's our infants. Tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Grow up by listening to the preacher. You read today, God the Father came on the mountain, Mount of Transfiguration. And this is what he said. This is my son. Whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. St. Paul says in Romans 10. Consequently faith comes. From hearing the message. Faith comes. By hearing the word of God. Without hearing closely the word of God, we cannot be saved. Listening is the first and most important step to salvation. The rich man of Luke 16 did not listen all his life to the law and the prophets, to the Bible. And so we learned that he went into the fire, into agony and torment of hell. Quick to listen, sir, but slow to speak. And you read today, Peter was not slow to speak. Jesus said, I have to go to Jerusalem and be crucified, etc. 
And we read in Matthew 16 verse 22. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never Lord. He said this shall never happen to you. And Jesus rebuked him. Quick to hear. But slow to speak. Christians do not take the vow of silence. We are not to be slow while speaking. That's not what it says. Slow to speak means we speak having listened carefully. We speak carefully, thoughtfully, prayerfully and biblically. And we speak especially as we are controlled by the Holy Spirit. Only Holy Spirit can control our tongue. We speak to edify the church, not to stir up controversy. And we speak as the oracles of God. And speak, we speak out of the wisdom we stored up by listening to others. So Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11 verse 23, 4, I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. And Jesus said, for out of the overflow of the heart mouth speaks, the good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. That's why friends you should cherish the fellowship with godly people all those years they stored up wisdom and they can tell you something they can tell you how you should live successfully slow to become angry not that one should never become angry anger is a proper emotion when expressed biblically We are told God is angry at sinners every day. Psalm 7 and verse 11. God's wrath is revealed against all godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Phinehas, remember in Numbers 25, killed the immoral couple in his zeal and holy anger and God blessed him Moses destroyed the two tablets of the Ten Commandments he burned up the golden calf and he through the Levites killed 3,000 Israelites they were idolaters don't ever think that anger is evil If anger is evil, God is evil. Jesus was angry at his hearers who refused to believe in him. Mark 3 and verse 5. Jesus made a whip and drove out all merchants from the temple courts. Ananias and Sapphira were killed at the word of St. Peter. Holy anger, sir. 
Paul pronounced anathema, curse, to a false preacher. Paul brought a curse upon Bar Jesus and he became blind. And we are told in Revelation 6 the wicked will cry out to the mountains and to the rock, fall on us. And hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne. And from the wrath of the Lamb. Friends, Jesus is full of compassion and he is also full of wrath. Same Jesus. And so we read in Revelation 19. Out of the mouth... That is mouth of this Jesus Christ comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. And so have some respect for Lord Jesus Christ. And tremble with fear. But all anger is not righteous. We should control anger and not be controlled by anger. Don't give me excuses that justify unholy anger such as it's a family trait. Too much stress at work. Did not get enough sleep last night. I cannot help it. You are not a Christian if you say you cannot help it. God enables us to be transformed. Paul exhorts us in Ephesians chapter 4 in your anger what sir do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry and do not give the devil a foothold. We are to get rid of all sinful anger. Ephesians 4.31 says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger. Cain was angry due to envy of his brother. Angry man is not listening. Get rid of sinful anger by repentance, prayer, and reading the Bible, and receiving godly counsel. And God will give you grace. The writer to the Hebrews says, in chapter 4, let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence. That we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Friends, direct holy anger to deal with problems and not destroy people. If you are too fat, get angry at your eating habits by eating less and less and eat healthy food. Get angry at our laziness and work smarter and harder. To move up from C to A grade. You know why you have C grade? You are lazy. That's it. Lazy. 
get angry at your wicked consumerism of credit buying and mountain of debt. Sinful anger gives a foothold to the devil. You are to resist the devil and submit to God. Don't be like James and John, the sons of thunder, who wanted to call fire down upon the Samaritans. James gives reason why we should be slow to anger. Because the anger of man, that is the unrighteous, unholy anger of man, does not accomplish the righteousness God requires of his children. Friends, we are new creations. We are God's children. We were bad trees, but we have been made good trees to produce good fruit. We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Unholy anger does not bring about practical righteousness. Deuteronomy 6.25 speaks about practical righteousness. And if we are careful to obey all this law before the Lord our God as he commanded us, that will be our righteousness. And Jesus said, for I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. Practical righteousness. Hebrews 12, our fathers disciplined us for a little while as they thought best. But God disciplines us for our good that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Friends, the proof of justification is what, sir? Is sanctification. That is obedience to the will of God our behavior reveals who our father is we have the lineaments of our father that is likeness Ephesians 5 verse 1 be imitators of God therefore us dearly loved children Ephesians 5, 8, you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. Ephesians 4, 24, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. John 8.44, you belong to your father the devil and you want to carry out your father's desire. Matthew 13.38, the field is the world and the good seed stands for sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one. If we are born of God, we have the nature of God. Number three, garbage disposal, sir. 
I don't like stinking garbage in the house. It should be thrown out. House cleaning. Throw out all moral filth. That's a command. House cleaning is necessary to receive the word. Sinful anger does not produce the holy life God desires. Therefore, we are to throw out all the stinking garbage of our old evil life. It's not a suggestion. It is a divine command. We are to throw out every moral filth and the mountain of evil. My translation. We are to throw out once for all. Not gradually. We are to throw it out from our heart. And as children of God, we imitate our Heavenly Father. And Peter says the same things. Let me read what Peter says. First Peter 1. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. And chapter 2. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy, envy and slander of every kind, like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation and you read this everywhere in the Bible Colossians 3 5 through 9 put to death therefore whatever belongs to your earthly nature sexual immorality impurity lust evil desires and greed which is idolatry get rid of it throw it out Dispose of it once for all. Ephesians 4.31 Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander along with every form of malice. Ephesians 4.28 He who has been stealing must steal no longer. Stop it. And you are able to do it because you are born of God. You have the Holy Ghost in you. You have the power within you. Posse non pecare. You were a thief. Number two, you stop stealing once for all. That's, that's not it. Start doing manual labor. Don't come and say, I don't have a... job so I don't work no start working with your what hand and you go and say I'll be happy to do working with my hands and pay your bills and your family's bills but that's not the end of it finally you must give to those who are needy you were taking money were a thief. Now you give. That's what conversion is. Get rid of filth. And you read in Zechariah chapter 3 verse 3 and 4. Zechariah was the high priest standing before God clothed in filthy garments. Joshua the high priest. 
Now Joshua was dressed in filthy clothes as he stood before the angel. The angel said to those who were standing before him, take off his filthy clothes. Then he said to Joshua, see I have taken away your sin and I will put rich garments on you. Get rid of all moral ruparia, filthiness. Friends, our moral filth prevent us in making progress in our spiritual life. So in Hebrews chapter 12 we read Therefore since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses Let us what? Throw off everything that hinders And the sin that so easily entangles And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us And finally number four sir what is it? Receive the implanted word in humility And the Bible says about Moses, Moses was a very humble man, more humble than anyone else in the face of the earth. So was Jesus. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. A Christian is a humble person for he has seen God by faith. As Isaiah saw the holy God and was humble. How come people are proud and arrogant? Because you never saw God Almighty, all holy, all wise, all sovereign, King of kings and Lord of lords. John the Apostle saw him in Revelation 1 and he fell as though dead. Proud man is a fool who says in his heart, What there is no God. Friends, God opposes the proud, He gives grace to the humble. This grace is all we need to live a life that is pleasing to God. So we are to receive the implanted word by which we have been regenerated. It's a command. Implanted word. Luke 8 says, But the seed that fell on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and persevering by persevering, producing a crop 30 and 60 and 100 fold manifestation of the life of God in the soul of man. And Jesus said, John 15, 7, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be what? Given you. To receive the implanted word means to come under the rule of the gospel. Let the word abide in us, governing our understanding, our decision and our emotion. To receive the word is to welcome the word, to embrace the word, to obey the word of God. And the Bible says Christ dwells in us. That is, he rules in us. Ephesians 3.17 
the bible says holy spirit dwells in us romans 8:11 he is the resident boss and the bible says the word of christ dwells in us richly governing our speech and our actions that's what to receive the word means yes sir so christ our lord rules our heart by the spirit through his word ecclesiastes 8:2 you read recently obey the king's command i say because you took an oath before god and what was that oath jesus lord jesus lord First Thessalonians 2:13 says and we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God which you heard from us you accepted it you received it not as the word of men but as it actually is the word of God which is at work in you who believe the word works effectually in us and this word is apostolic word they devoted themselves to the apostles doctrine and this word is holy word second timothy 3:15 this word is god's own word inspired all scripture is god breathed it's the very word of god and is useful for teaching rebuking and correcting and training us in righteousness and we are told this word is powerful to save your souls no word of sinful men can save our souls from god's wrath from eternal death which is the wages of sin no gold no science no human philosophy no human religion is able to save our souls the gospel of our lord jesus christ alone is powerful to save those who believe we are saved and we are being saved and we shall be saved here he is speaking about the future salvation as paul says in romans 5:9 since we have now been justified by his blood how much more shall we be saved from god's wrath through him friends we are born of god by the word of truth that divine life manifest in and through us as we receive the word that is as we live in obedience to the word daily may god help us not only to hear the word but to understand the word to believe the word to receive the word and to become rich in good works that we may enjoy full present assurance of our coming salvation heavenly father we were bad trees but thank you that god according to his eternal plan gave us birth by the word of truth 
you have made us good trees you have put the life of god in our souls and your holy spirit is dwelling in us your holy spirit enlightens our eyes and we understand the word of truth and we are made able to obey lord deliver us from all excuses help us to be a people who please god by doing the will of god as expressed in your holy word this we pray in jesus name amen amen